Today's anecdotal experience is sponsored by Reddit.com. Reddit.com is your one-stop shop for all internet content. From pictures of naked women, all the way to pictures of naked men. Reddit.com has all the stuff you like to look at, on the internet. Thanks for being here. We're going to have fun. It's going to be a fun one. Today, Luke Fagenbush is on the podcast. Luke talks about a manic episode. Yeah, we've had dudes that have had manic episodes on the podcast. Is Luke's experience different? Nope. I'm going to save you some time. It's exactly the same. Kidding. It's very different. It's uh, This is really good. He does some weird stuff. Some unexplained stuff. Uh... Yeah, we had a blast. I mean, we go in different directions. Talk about social anxiety, which is super relatable. I think more people have social anxiety than enjoy eating pizza. I know that's true. Yeah, let's have some fun. Let's do it. Uh, how about you leave an iTunes review? I haven't bugged you to do that in a while. Or like the Facebook page, for goodness sake. Just it's so easy. All right, let's do this with Luke Fagan. With mania, it's just you get a lot of energy and confidence. Right. And you can be sort of delusional because you just kind of take your own ideas and you're like, you know, I, I am God. And you take everything you say and you just, you just spit it out. They yeah. talk really fast. And they don't always make sense but because of the confidence you, you know? believe your own hype yeah yeah exactly yeah. yeah and i have hype for like that was different what do you for mean me. oh um, to have like yeah, confidence yeah. that you've got good ideas yeah, yeah like at all so it was a weird thing because it, it i haven't felt that good for what a while mean? Cause, um, so, oh, so you've been like, the so first time having like confidence and doing stuff and going out yeah, and just, just talking a lot and then having people go like, oh yeah, because you say it with such conviction. Yeah. But then it ends and you kind of look back and you're like, oh, none of that made sense. And I really embarrassed myself. So you look back on all this stuff you were spewing yeah, and you're it's like, over. And you and, you you think it's bullshit after the fact? Yeah, yeah, you know it's bullshit because it was. Was it? Yeah, it was definitely. I'll, I'll get into the specifics. All right, yeah. So wait, we so you were were you like a depressed kid, like a shy kid? Um, before? Yeah, I'd say definitely shy, and then probably because of that, a little depressed. Yeah. yeah I um, well. I had the same roommate throughout college. Okay. And he could be more social than me. And so most of the friends that I made, yeah, pretty much all the friends I made was me kind of tagging along with them and they were more his friends. Right. And then um, senior year, we were supposed to be moving into like a house with all those guys. So I felt uneasy about that because of like, oh, they're more his friends than my friends. Right. Yeah, and there was some anxiety there. And then he, um, I felt like there was a little bit of resentment, maybe not completely in my head, but just because, like, we'd go out and I'd feel like the pressure of, like, hey, do something. 
Because I, uh, wait, his, you? His, yeah, I felt the pressure from him just because I always I tighten up when I'm around crowds, like at parties and stuff. Wait, you felt like he resented you? Yeah, because well, I was, I felt I was a social burden. You did. You yeah. felt okay. So you thought he resented you because yeah. he felt like he had to like babysit you. Um. Yeah. Yeah. More or a less. little. Just like more at parties or just be like, oh yeah, that's Luke. He's kind of weird, but. The tough thing about, like, social anxiety is you know at least some of that is in your head. So you kind of have to. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that at the time, but now a lot because of what happened, I know you have to correct for that. You have to be aware that you're kind of... You're a little bit paranoid. So someone told you the truth. Someone said... So you were enlightened to the fact that all that stuff you're telling yourself, all that fear and anxiety you had in your head was kind of not founded in truth. Yeah, well, I mean, it started out in truth, but definitely taking it too far. What type of stuff are you afraid of? Or did you just um, not feel... Just judgment, I guess. For what? Because um, being kind of weird and aloof and having the idea that whenever I left a circle of people, they were like, oh, what was he at? He was just standing in a corner. Oh, really? Classic Luke. Yeah. Oh, like, so you'd leave and you'd think, oh, they're talking about how weird I was in that conversation. Yeah, or not even in that conversation because I wouldn't be in the conversation. I would just stand there and, you know. Oh, there's like that weird guy. Had the freeze up thing where I'm like, oh, I could say that. But they've already moved on. That's all right. You'll get them next time. Where are they at now? Yeah. Okay. And just, yeah. That's, you know, that's funny because that's that premeditated thought of being involved in a conversation where yeah. you're like, I'm going to say it. It's going to be good because you're you're not in the moment. You're in your head. Yeah, Like right. thinking of, like, because when you have a conversation like we're having now, mm-hmm. we're just saying words and ideas are coming out at the yeah. same pace as you having the thought. Right. And it's so much easier for me with like one other person because I feel with a group of people yeah. that for some reason I just try to keep track of everyone. So I'll be sitting at a table and there'll yeah. be like three conversations going on and, and I'll be like, they're talking about this, they're talking about this, they're talking about this. Oh. Instead of just engaging and just kind of... Just picking one? Yeah. Yeah, that is funny. I had that happen the other day. It was just a convert. It was two different conversations, and I wasn't involved in either of them. Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, I'm sure when I was younger, I probably would have cared. But yeah, now, yeah, instead of just rather than picking one and saying, Oh, yeah. So, so when gonna- I get to your age, I'll probably grow out of that. Yeah, I hope yeah, so, I'll man. Cut, yeah. You know what it is? You won't care. You won't care how you're perceived. Like, do you still kind of feel that way? Um, yeah, to some degree, it, it definitely is getting better. I don't think, I don't think social anxiety is really cured, but it does get better. Yeah, I think. I mean, anxiety is fear. So I think yeah. what you're afraid of is and saying something dumb. Yeah, yeah, and kind of, and. There's like um, a self-perception about myself. Yeah. And um, what is that? I let. Or sorry, oh, finish your thought. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I just kind of let other people's opinion inform that too much. Because okay. in my head, thinking about it, like, um, I feel like the worst person and kind of the best person to know you is you. Because you're aware of all your thoughts, but also you have all these kind of biases because it's you. Yeah. So when someone sees you from the outside, I trust them more. Yeah. It's like, who are you? Are you what you think you are? Or are you what everyone? Are you a conglomeration of everyone's opinion of you and right. perception? Yeah, but I mean, I think ultimately you got to... Yeah, for your yeah, own mental kind of, health, you have to like you as a person it, and not kind of care. Cart before the horse, you have to decide who you are and be confident in that. Right. And if you are confident enough, people will see that. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Just like pick your pick your thing, mm-hmm. and like, I think that's even a big thing too is picking your like being willing to change, but like, pick your brand. Know what you're doing. Know what who you are in conversations and then stick with it and maybe you know you'll be in that conversation with a bunch of people and you'll just you're just you're not thinking about it you're just saying stuff and maybe people are like that's offensive or that's stupid that's not Mm -hmm. funny that's dumb but having the ability to say well maybe this conversation is not for me because i like me and i think that was funny as fuck and there is kind of a stubbornness to not wanting to assume an identity because I think I'm like, well, being yourself should just be being you. I don't want to try to be something. I should yeah. just let myself be something. And that's my identity. But to some degree, you do have to try. You do. I know what you're saying. You should just organically be you. But it's there are certain things where I've had to say... I'd have to, like, just make a choice and say, this is me. This is kind of what I do. It's more, I mean, honestly, it's more just, like, opinions on things yeah, yeah. rather than be real wavery. But I've had to decide, no, this is this is where, this is how I'm going. But for the most part, let it all out. Yeah. Say whatever you and want. I mean, that, that's one reason I don't have tattoos because I, I don't know who I'll be two, three years down the road. What if I don't like dragons anymore? Yeah. And Yeah. Then I have a dragon on my arm or chest or whatever you've lost your passion for dragons yeah yeah that's why i I didn't get a tattoo as a six-year-old okay because i was into dragons a lot of people do that six-year-olds they regret it down the road oh man i'd be if like if i was a i'd be have like looney tunes all over my back well i don't i feel like that's one that wouldn't go bad though actually like tweety bird yeah right the big red thing back oh yeah yeah Maybe I should have. No, that's a good point. Well, I mean, I think with tattoos, I think it's more... I don't know. I don't take anything too seriously. Like, I'm sure. Do I regret this one? Yes, I do. But... Oh, I, I, I was admiring that people one. People like, like that this one. one a lot. But I do... But not I, for you? No, I do... It's not like... It's it's a thing where I look back on it, and I was like, no, nope, that was me. That was me for a while. I don't regret it. Do I, do I wish I had that tattoo real estate back? Yeah, oh, sure do. So it's kind of a record of yourself yeah. on your body where you're like, this is what I was like then. Exactly. And this is more recent me. So I, yeah. can, I can see that. Exactly. It's a reminder of when I was a shithead and found a tattoo on Pinterest and told someone to put it on my body. <laughs> Pinterest. That's, I that's where it. you want to go. Yeah. 
No, yeah, but I want to ask you, so you have social anxiety. I mean, everyone has it to a degree. Mm -hmm. You started, I kind of want to talk, I mean, this is relevant to comedy because having social anxiety and doing comedy, what was your experience the first time you did it? Like, we were kind of talking about me staring you down. Oh, yeah. 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 But what was your, because you came with a friend. I did, yeah. Because you I had to have a friend the first time, definitely. Yeah, you you had backup. So you came with a buddy. And mm-hmm. how was that experience? The first time coming in and doing it? Um, It was at the Chameleon. And I did have five minutes of material because I, I researched it like crazy. You before did? I went. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely knew about the light and, and all that stuff and... Yeah, and then um, then I got up there and I did my five minutes of material in maybe two minutes. Yeah, you just blew through it. Yeah, and then and then I walked off stage and Rudick went back up. He was hosting and he uh, he's like, I felt like marijuana had something to do with that, and it totally didn't. No way. Yeah, he roasted you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he wasn't even trying. He, like, legit thought you were high. Yes. Were you just anxious and you are just blowing through it? Yeah, yeah, that was it. But I, I got a few laughs, and that was enough to keep going. Yeah, what was... So, do you get do you get anxiety for, with something like speaking in public? Or is it more anxious being in a group of people that... Like, being... Just hanging out in a room full of comics that all know each other, and you're the new guy, and you just mm-hmm. kind of show up with a friend, that, I think, is more... Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've, it's weird, but I've never been um, as anxious or nervous about, like, performance. Yeah. It's just so much more about small groups, because, like, when you're up in front of people, you know you have a reason, and you're in control. Yes. Most of the time. And, yep. and then when I get into groups of people, I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to do now? Yeah. It's just like, okay, sit back and be you, do whatever. And like, I don't know how to do that. Right. You can be real manicured with your persona and your ideas on yeah. a stage because everyone is shutting the hell up. But when you've got to, you know, work with a dynamic with other people. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different beast, and it's terrifying. Yeah, mm. that's a tough. That's a tough thing to do too. I think socially is working into a new group is. I don't know. I mean, you did it though. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, you made it in because that was. Did I? Did, yeah. did I? Oh, good. I'm glad. Do you think you're in? Uh, the yeah, community? yeah. I, I know some people, you know, I, I I still have the whole social anxiety thing where I'm like, I don't know if I'm as in as I want to be or if people are still like, oh, he's that weirdo hanging around. Oh, okay. And yeah, so there's still an element of that, but for the most part, I know that's in my head. You'll always be a weirdo hanging around to someone, though. Yeah, right. You know, we, we both will. Mm-hmm. And there are... I think that's a, it just doesn't matter, you know, what people think of you. I think as long as you can show up to a place, let's say an open mic, Mm -hmm. and you can hang out with people and people accept you, there's a group of people that are happy to see you and will talk to you. 
that was, I mean, that was for me too. Eventually there was just like a moment where I'm like, oh, well I can go to this place and there are three people that will interact with me. And that's fine enough. You're never going to, you know, no one's going to ever know everyone. And that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the most important part is learning to um, drop the expectations and just feel good about what happens. Dude, that's funny. I did a podcast earlier today and we talked about dropping expectations and just... Oh, yeah. It's good advice. Yeah. Great minds. How does that... Yeah. You and Josh Adams. How does that work in your case? The dropping expectation and just being, having an experience. Um, really it's about like not letting things get to me. I know cause. Um, what sort of things can, might get to you? Um, like not talking to a lot of people and just, there's a certain thing where I get in a brain space. Yeah. Where I'm like, okay, I'm not not ready to jump into conversations. I'm just gonna sit here and not relate to anyone yeah. because I don't feel it. And then that feeds into itself because oh, I'll I be like, said now yeah. I'm being a weirdo who's sitting in the corner alone. Yeah, and I don't feel like talking to anyone, and it just kind of spirals down. Yeah. So, um, dropping that and being more comfortable with just being out of it right when i want to be out of it would be the yeah the thing so just be out of it and not think oh i've been out of it for a while uh everyone's thinking how weird i am right because they're not they don't care yeah you're also you're not um you're not a hey what's up guy you know yeah yeah that's I, not you you don't show up some is it you um, maybe it's just not there, to me there are certain people where you know, anytime I see them, I'll say, hey, what's up? Right. But I don't, like, purposefully go around to each and every guy and right. be like, oh, if I don't if I don't say something to him, you know, he'll forget I'm here. And Yeah. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That's funny to, like, piggyback off of this. I think that's good. I think there's a level... Because you came in, I mean, this is just relevant to our relationship and, well, a lot of other people, but you minded your own business. Mm-hmm. And I think people like that. You were around and people, eventually, it was like, you're not going anywhere. People are saying your names when they're bringing you on stage. So... It was people like people that mind their own business. You weren't trying to get anyone's attention. You weren't trying to bug anyone. You just were around, and I think people respect that. Yeah, I feel like that's a weird thing about comedy, too, starting out, where so many people drop out at first. Yeah. That when you're starting out, people don't really want to... Reach out. Yeah, because he could be gone next week. Right. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it is funny because I think it's a, it's kind of, even like doing, even doing comedy, doing what we do, it's arrogant to do comedy. Yeah, yeah. It's very, doing it in the first place is you saying, I'm funny. I'm the funniest at work. I'm about to 
bless you all with this. You know, it really takes a lot of arrogance to say, I'm good enough. I'm funny enough to do this. And so I think when new people come in, we're like, oh, here we go. Another frat boy that is the funniest dude in the frat. And I think there's that too. But I think you just kind of like sticking around, not being, oh, this is what I was going to say. I don't like, I don't like trying to be funny in conversation oh me neither some people do it and it's natural but if if someone feels like they have to i kind of look at them and like uh save it for the stage yeah it's gross Mm -hmm. it's uh it is very save it for the stage buddy people do that on this podcast and i'm like it's it's like they took a shit it's like they farted. Do you know? I'm not trying to make it gross, but it's like, what was that? It's inorganic, and it's just like, all right, nice joke, dude. They're like, well, it's a comedy podcast. I'm like, maybe. It is if it is. If it's not, it's not. It is. It's It's whatever it turns out to be. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of dropping expectations for your listeners, so oh, they yeah. don't have to dude. think it's funny. They, I've brought that up multiple times. <laughs> this is not a comedy podcast. Occasionally it's funny, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not making jokes. I'm not writing jokes. I do the joke at the beginning, but that's it. You know, mm-hmm. just, you should just be effortless, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And as far as being funny, like getting back to you saying like, I think I'm the funniest person. So everybody, yeah, I have like a weird relationship with that. Just um, I always thought about it. You know the Warner Brothers thing with the singing frog. Yeah, yeah. Hello, my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I I could be really funny to my and comfortable to my personal group of right three or four friends. Uh huh. But then we meet other people, and I just like shut up, right, and don't say anything. Yeah. So it's odd that i have a group of people that i feel comfortable enough to be that kind of funny in right. front of yeah it, like a large enough group and it yeah. almost makes it so and it's it, like i'm objectively funny because uh, a large enough group i'm of not people. trying to say i'm as funny as that frog is good at singing and dancing either i don't want that that'd be very arrogant of yeah, you yes it yeah would. yeah <laughs> yeah that uh hey this isn't a comedy podcast so Keep the jokes that, to a minimum. That was too Fagan much. Bush? Yeah. That was, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, man, I, I, I want to bring this up real quick because I want to talk about you and like your personality. And one thing I noticed is someone else started to enter this group that we're in, this community around the same time that you did. And I vividly, so this is a group of friends. Mm -hmm. To translate it, it's just a group of friends that all hang out, okay? So this person comes up to me and um, two other comics. And we're like, we're having a conversation. We're talking about like, I don't know, probably something real personal, I think. But I'm in it and we're talking and this new person comes up. And they're like, hi, I'm blah, blah, blah. What's up? You guys here for the open mic? And it was, I didn't, I'm nice. I'm the nice guy. I'm the nicest guy you'll meet at the place. But it was so intrusive. Because I'm having a con, 
I'm having a conversation. Now all of a sudden it's like, oh, this person's presence is demanding my attention. You know? Right. And it was annoying, man. Versus you, you were just kind of like, yeah, if people talk to me, cool. But I'm, you know, you mind your own business. Okay, I'm, I'm glad that's working for me. It, it is. It's good to see the other side of it versus, you know. Yeah, that's how I perceive you. Mm-hmm. Is, oh, there he is. If I want to talk to him, I'll talk to him. But he's not going to come over here and, you know, stick his nose into whatever I'm doing, you know. Right. So... I appreciate that about you, man. And those dope Warner Brothers frog jokes, too, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I need to... Keep I, them coming. I'm I was shi- joking. I'm shining them up, and I'm going to roll them out on stage here pretty soon. Good. Thank God. We need them. Uh, dude, your episode, though. I want to know... Okay, I w- we didn't talk about it much, but... Okay, so you... We kind of get an idea of who you are. What are yeah, these... Yeah. What you, is this manic got, episode like? Um. Well, you kind of got the background... So I'm nervous about moving to into a house with one guy I know really well who can be kind of a dick. Right. I'm the bad guy of the story, though. Right. So that's, But he's your only friend. Uh, I wouldn't say only friend in a group of people that, like, go out and drink, though. He's okay. my only friend. Got it. And then there were other people that would probably call themselves my friend, but I didn't feel like I knew them real well. Okay. So then... It was basketball season. UK was in the tournament. Mm-hmm. I can't be more specific because I don't like sports. Okay. But everybody seemed That's real excited fine. about it. Yeah. And I was rolling with it. I right. was trying to get into it. Matching the energy. Yeah. yeah. So we uh, we get a cabin in Gatlinburg. Okay. To watch uh, one of the games, like the final four or three or whatever. One of them. Yeah, you However care. far they made it. Yeah, Eventually yeah. they did, uh-huh. did lose, but... Um, and then even before like driving up, I felt like kind of pressure because I'm like, okay, this is a small group of people. I do better with that type of environment. Okay. And so we get down there and we just drink a ridiculous amount. Um, and then I wake up. Okay. So like complete blackout. And I noticed a few things funny about waking up. First of all, there weren't enough beds in the cabin for everyone that was there. Yeah. And I have my own, like, queen-size bed to myself. Okay. And yeah. that's wrong, because someone should be in the bed with you. Mathematically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right. So I at least inconvenienced two people. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, well, I, I'm hungover, but I also feel... I also feel like a weight's been lifted. Like, I don't remember anything that happened, but I felt kind of yeah, buoyant. A free of your, yeah, your yeah. weight, your burden of anxiety? Um, yeah. Okay. And getting kind of into the psychology of it. Yeah. Um, with amnesia patients. Yeah. They can lose the actual visual audio memories and forget who someone is but they still have the emotional memories so they won't recognize like their wife or son or sister so but they'll feel good when they see them yeah yeah they'll be like yeah i know i love you i can't name you and i don't know who you are but interesting yeah so i 
felt that, and I also felt really angry at my roommate. Interesting. But she didn't know why. Without knowing why. Yeah, all right. So, then I come, like, downstairs, and everybody's kind of acting... I feel everybody's acting kind of weird to me. Okay. It's, like, a little bit distant. Yeah. And so... And this is where really the manic episode kind of starts because a rational person would be like, hey, what did I do last night? I just kind of kept it down in my head. And even after the trip, I convinced myself that while I was blackout drunk, my roommate pissed me off and I... Knew I wouldn't remember, so I made up a game with clues to lead me into remembering it. Okay, go on. It doesn't make logical sense, but that's why it's a a mental disease. This is... Oh, you're in your manic state. Yeah, because I felt more confident than I had before. So you... And I was... Okay. I was, like, in the party just killing it at stuff like i had never played beer pong as well and it just felt good yeah oh so before you were blacked out you were experiencing mania where you were thinking i'm having fun i'm loose people like me yeah before you before you lost your memory of yeah right okay and um we leave the cabin and that kind of snowballs which the memory of it itself is sort of disjointed. Yeah. But I do a lot of stuff. Um are people mad at you? No, not not They're really. They're not mad. But I, there was either there was something in my head making me think other people were kind of like giving me a little bit distance. Okay, but so I you didn't know. But I felt like there was an event that happened that was being avoided. Did you feel like you owed someone an apology, judging by the yeah. clues of other people? Yeah, and I did apologize for whatever, and nobody would be real specific about it. Were they and like, oh, like it's, it's cool, it's fine, it's like, whatever? I said, about last night, and you're like, oh, it's fine. And I'm like... So that does mean that something happened. Were you afraid of asking what happened? Yeah. Uh. Kind of st- still, but I'll, I'll get to that. All right, yeah, go on. But, um, so I'm just kind of in my head with this delusion that I had made up a, all this stuff. So it starts to be that any time I like, have a thought or anything, Yeah. I just kind of act on it. And it's just real weird, random stuff. It's like I'd take playing cards and put people's initials that were in the cabin because I'm like, all right, who all was there? And it's like I'm trying to figure things out in a weird, roundabout way. And then it was probably because I had a lot of stuff built up about my roommate, just like little things where okay, like he could be sort of a dick. I like him. I, I still hang out with him as much, but because of this, I feel like we didn't haven't gotten to the same point we were before yeah. it. So there were, there were consequences. So you were like, psychotically looking for clues that you yeah. might've left yourself to what you might've said to your roommate. Uh, yeah. Cause you had or, a bunch of like unsaid business. Yes. Okay, yeah. And um, just specifically what I did 
okay, well, he was sleeping with this girl who was a friend of a girl we knew from high school. Okay. But he didn't want to tell the girl he knew from high school. He thought it would be weird. Okay, okay. And so... I invite both of them over to watch Game of Thrones at the same time. Okay, wait, we're back. We're not in Gatlinburg anymore. Oh, yeah, we're back. Okay, so you left that scenario psychotically looking for clues. Yeah, I was was talking real fast. Yeah. I didn't sleep for four or five days. Yeah. I was just, like, locked into this. Okay, so after that blackout, you turned into the maniac. Yes. Okay. All right, so you're back in Kentucky, or you're back not yet. Yeah, you're back in, in Lexington. Kentucky. Okay, in Lexington. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and you Game of Thrones. Sorry. Oh yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I just I invite him, that girl, and the girl he didn't want to know about to the oh, same thing. Okay. And I that and then I'm like making um, you know, I have reasons for all of it, even if it's bullshit reasons. Yeah. Like uh. I found out he had had sex with this girl in my bed in a dorm room where the beds were like six feet apart, maybe Okay. the same room, which is impolite. Okay. But also, you know, not impolite enough to really do anything but say, hey, dude, don't don't do that. that this is just a point of contention. Yeah. And okay. it had happened like a year ago okay so that's kind of what's feeding it god so are you trying to sabotage this dude yeah okay all right and um then uh one night i just like trashed our apartment only so that he could come in and see it and then cleaned it up the next day you you cleaned it up yeah okay Wait, hold on. The Game of Thrones thing, when you invited those um, two over. He didn't show up because I think he heard that the other girl would be there. sandbagging him? Yeah. You were trying to make an awkward situation for him? Yes. Why are you doing this? I feel Um, like you've already... So, something is... What it sounds like is you blacked out, and then from then on, you were seeking revenge for the, you know... Yeah. Because I thought that because I was angry at him and I knew that thing where you can forget some things but still have the emotion left over, that he had wronged me somehow. But really, it was just built up anxiety and just not talking about stuff. Okay. Just built up and then just kind of a break. Of, okay, of just like now I'm going to ruin you. Yeah. Because I've lost my mind. Pretty much. Okay. I was also reading Hamlet a lot then. Okay. And in Hamlet, that's kind of what he does. He convinces people he's insane, but then he actually kind of goes insane. Right. Which was my um, reasoning by why I wasn't insane then. Okay. Because you're like, like I'm, I'm pretending. A- yeah. And then I'm not insane. I'm just the guy pretending to be insane, mm-hmm. which is even more insane than just a person trashing a room. Yeah. And um, let's see. What else did Are I? Are you feeling good? Yes. I'm you feeling f- better than I've ever felt in Weird. my life. That's okay. And I'm like, yes, this is all good. And actually, um, not all of it was bad. And during that time, I wrote a short story that made it into the campus literary magazine. 
Yeah. Okay. That's I mean, like. I don't mean to brag or anything, but it's in there. Don't worry about Look it. it. Up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. So, I mean, I feel like that's pretty characteristic of um, mania mm-hmm. is like being prolific. You know. Yeah. Being like good and confident. So. Yeah, but then I would also do stuff like. Um, I just went out and hung out with a bunch of homeless people. Okay. Just to kind of see what their life was like. Mm-hmm. And that was probably a little dangerous, you know. I kind of saw their, like, camp out. And they do this thing, which is interesting, but um, they call it snipe hunting. And they find cigarette butts and kind of build a bigger cigarette butts with the tobacco in it, which is gross. Yeah. But still kind of interesting. Yeah, resourceful. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I was wanting to learn about them, but that's also kind of insulting to them. Yeah, you're like appropriating their culture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you're curious. Life. Yeah. I had a sweater I had to throw away because it was... Good. It was too homeless. Yeah. And I didn't want to offend them. So, all right, so you're doing all this weird stuff, mm-hmm. but you, how are people perceiving you? That's the thing that kind of shocked me because obviously I'm out of my mind, right? Hearing yeah, that. It sounds like it. But everybody's like, yeah, just let them work it out. Do they do they know? Are they like something's wrong there? Something's yeah, not. Yeah, I feel like I feel like they should have, but I just kind of like, uh, he's they're not like, weird. oh, Luke's got a newfound confidence. They don't see this as a good thing even though you're feeling better. Um, I, I feel like they didn't like react at all, really. Okay. Aside from normal. All right. So they didn't think anything was really up. Yeah. I mean, obviously I was talking more and they would just kind of play along. I felt. Okay. Yeah. But they didn't recognize it as this guy needs help. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So where does this go? Um, well, there were a few... What else was it? Oh, I would do weird stuff. Like I got obsessed with efficiency. Okay. So I would take the most direct path to class, meaning I was like walking through bushes and stuff, just ignoring sidewalks. And um, did you have like mental health problems before this? Um, like you know, I what was I mean? shy like, socially. No, not di- diagnosed okay, at all. Yeah. But um. And then I would sleep in two separate shifts because I heard people used to do that from Reddit. Yeah. Where it used to be you just get up in the middle of the night and hang out with your neighbors and then sleep again. Uh-huh. So I, I would kind of do that and get stuff done in the middle of the night, which okay probably didn't didn't help things mentally if I'm losing sleep that way. Yeah, I knew a guy who'd sleep 10 minutes every hour. He tried to do that. 10 minutes yeah so he would be sleeping or like 15 minutes every four hours yeah he'd get like a full sleep cycle but he'd do it every 15 how'd that work out for him poorly i would imagine it didn't work out (laughs) yeah did it for like a day but yeah that's psycho that's psycho stuff yeah and how does this okay so how does this like well at what point do does someone come to you and say you're losing your mind or do you come to realize it's um, on your own? Well, what happened was I just pissed off my roommate enough 
and so consistently that he's like, that's it. And he moved out. Like okay. He moved over to the house we were going to move into. Preemptively. And just left with all his stuff. And I'm like, okay, this this got kind of out of hand. Okay. Like, you knew, I'm I'm really trying to hurt this dude, and I did. Yeah, which... I'm... Okay. Up till that point, I have been, like, free of drama and everything. So, I feel like um, just delusions and mania is a control thing or at least it was for me all right where since i'm passive i didn't really at that moment feel in control of my life i felt like life was happening to me and for the first time i'm kind of doing stuff that affects things around me even if it's terrible yeah and that's causing my relationships to fall apart that's okay. So by doing all this stuff, it was your way of saying, I got all this. Yeah, I'm psycho. Yeah. I'm nuts. But at least I'm I'm manifesting my rage. Oh, into even at that point, not even thinking I'm psycho, thinking I'm like a genius. And that was an important part of delusions, too, because it's an ego protecting thing. Yeah. You know, it's self aggrandizing. If right. you have something that you make up. It has to be good for you. Yeah. And that's why the delusion holds up because you're like, but if I was wrong about that, I'm kind of an idiot and an asshole. So that can't be right. Right. You go back down into the insane insecurity of everything I've done is mm-hmm. stupid. Yes, you need to obtain this huge right. ego of this is the I, I have made to it. be a like criminal mastermind or whatever i was thinking i was yeah. trying to be at the time so then it where so at that moment that was the moment where it, for the you kind of had a come to jesus moment where you thought maybe i'm not um, a genius yeah there there were some other things where it kind of worked itself out like yeah. i developed a thing where when i was driving there were certain sort of obsessive compulsive rules where i couldn't pass gold cars and i always had to stay behind white cars yeah and then i had one day where i was trying to get home and i drove the wrong way down the highway and didn't realize it until i was out of gas in tennessee and had to call my parents that's insane it is yeah so when okay so then you do all this stuff and then Mm. you slowly come out of it yeah it just kind of slowly evaporates where you're like yeah i was wrong and it's still like even months after that it kind of comes in flashes like even today i'll have dreams where i'm like damn it i was right the whole time really yeah oh so the mania comes back and says yeah, says the or the confidence it's not even like the ideas it's just coming back and saying nope you're you were right you're yeah. still the psycho and, comes and back and it, it feels good in the dream and then i wake up and i'm like i can't believe i'm still thinking about that like i was past that because what happens is eventually i start listening to my parents who say yeah you should probably find a psychologist down there right or something yeah and i i do yeah like kind of doing it for my parents benefit at first but and pretty much just talking it out because that's how that works. They don't really say, oh, yeah, you're crazy. They kind of go like, oh, yeah, go on. 
go yeah. on until you realize you're crazy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they make you come to your own conclusion. Right. So. And you did. I did eventually. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then after that, it was just, I was embarrassed because of all of this. Oh and, man. Yeah. Because you were a different guy. Yeah. It it did feel like a different person did all of that. Yeah. But also, it was all of the things inside me just kind of with this new energy plugged in. Okay. So I couldn't completely separate myself from what I was doing because I still know what I was thinking at the time. Yeah. I just reached different conclusions. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's funny. That's weird. It's You just don't have... That's what's spooky is if I were you, because I've never, I mean, I've had, you know, everyone's got their stuff, but Mm -hmm. I think to have such a sharp turn in your, your, who you are and what your brain chemistry is happening would be spooky. I I was English major, psychology minor. So in the back of my head, I'm like, hey, this does fit a manic episode to a T. But it probably isn't one. Right. But still in the back of my head, I kind of knew what was happening, but was refusing to believe it. Yeah. Have you had any since? No. I had um, pretty bad depression after it all happened. Okay. Where I was, it was just like the same social anxiety times 10 because I was just so like appalled at all the stuff that yeah you you have your normal anxiety so, but you have the shame and then I still did move into that house after it all happened you did with and your old roommate yes yeah, so for yeah. like most of the year it was really shitty between us where we wouldn't really talk except like people would be like hey you should talk and then we'd be like okay let's have a little bit of small talk that right. you know, doesn't really yeah, it's not. Did you apologize? Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay. I, I apologized then, but he was still mad. And yeah, yeah. By the end of the year, we came around somewhat, but we it definitely permanently affected things because he was like my best friend. Right. You know, we had lived together. We did live together all four years. So for most of my senior year of college, I was a little bit of a recluse. Mm-hmm. Kind of because the social anxiety kind of came back with a vengeance, right? And I'd, I'd spend a majority of the time in my room, but yeah, that's that's yeah. another. Do you have a sort of fear of like, oh man, not offending people but hurting people? Because yeah. it sounds like you kind of stay reclusive because you don't want to hurt anyone else. Um. Not so much about hurting other people because after that thing kind of died away, I'm like, yeah, I know I'm not going to do that again. Okay. Because I'm back to my normal kind of more passive self where I I do care a lot about other people. And that's, yeah, part of anxiety is you have to care first in order to be anxious. Yeah, that's true. If you're Mm -hmm. not afraid of anything, there's then you'll you'll yeah that's what it is it's the lack of fear Mm -hmm. which can't because i mean we know people like that they have no fear of like saying stupid stuff and they're awful to be around they have no (laughs) filter they just say dumb stuff 
Because they don't care what we think. They're not afraid of our perception. Yeah, and maybe maybe it's a part of me where I'm a little jealous of that because I see people just being assholes, and I'm like, you can be an asshole. It's not illegal. And I'm a little bit jealous of the freedom to do that. Oh, dude, I had a buddy that I loved him. Because he was that. <laughs> and a lot of my friends didn't like hanging out with him, okay? There was one time we were at this restaurant bar we'd always go to on Monday nights, okay? So we're regulars. It was a big group of us that night. He shows up late with another guy. And he doesn't get served. I'm not... Our waitress isn't coming around very frequently, but mm-hmm. I don't notice personally. And I, don't, I think a lot of people don't notice because we already have beer. He has not gotten served yet. Okay. And I don't know. I'm not really hanging out with him at that point because I'm in different spot at the table. Yeah. And I realize he goes up to the bartender and says, hey, we haven't been served. I'm very upset. I've been here for whatever half hour. I didn't, and I see him do that, and I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm like, I respect that, because I'm like, dude, this is your, you're a patron trying to get served. You have the right to be upset. That's fine. We're You're here to spend money. So, this waitress comes over, super indignant, all right? Right. She's, she comes over and says something to the effect of, oh, I heard, heard one of you guys was talking shit, saying, <laughs> not, not like that, but that aggressive but she's like same attitude yeah saying something like that just like oh i heard you guys oh you're not getting served yeah i'm sorry i'm just yeah all right okay who was it? oh it was you and she points at him and she says oh okay i'll i'll get you a beer i'm uh i'm that's on me i'll get you a beer and this guy says no i'm fine he will not give her the satisfaction of letting her buy him a beer. And he says, no, I'm fine. I'm not, I'm not interested in buying anything tonight. And it gets super tense. Some, someone would say awkward, not me. I love this because he's just like, no, I'm not interested. I don't want to. And he stands by it and he does like, he makes a scene. He says, you're not like you were talking over there. You were hanging out with your friends and you weren't serving us. I'm just not interested in, being whatever i don't know exactly what he said but some people were upset that he made a scene because this is a bar that we regularly regularly attend yeah yeah i understand that i'm very anti-conflict yeah and i think a lot of people were but i'm i was like living vicariously through (laughs) him and i loved it because he didn't care he had none of that he was just like you suck you suck at your job and i want you to know you suck at your job Versus if it were me, I'd been like, yeah, thanks for the free beer. Cool. Yeah, you're all right. Right. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. I love I, it. I want to think I would have like so much satisfaction from that, but I just know I would feel terrible afterwards. Yeah. Mm. You'd, you. I'm like, she's a waitress. She, she has a hard job anyway. And then you bring this shit onto her. And purposefully make her feel bad. I'll tell you what, man. She was bad. (laughs) And she was also rude. Oh, yeah. It was, she wasn't trying to be good. She was being lazy. I'm trying to paint a picture for you. Yeah, yeah. She was being lazy, and then she was also very indignant about the fact that she'd been called out for being lazy. And now she was lazy, indignant, and aggressive. It was, you wouldn't have, 
I don't know. Because some, like, I don't, like waitresses, bartenders, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're doing their job, and, like, sometimes it gets busy. That's fine. But we are the only ones in the restaurant. And she was clowning with her friend. I'm just trying to paint a picture of... Yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't think I'm you would have felt that bad. I, I still think I would. I, I find it really hard not to... Um, You're too empathetic. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I'm like, if... If I was in anybody's shoes with the same brain chemicals and the same life that they lived, oh, I know you're I saying. would act exactly like they act because that's what makes a person a person. I, I would be Hitler if I was Hitler. That's, yeah. You know what? I read a book that that idea was expressed. And it almost gives people no accountability for their own actions. Because it's yeah. saying, you're either a product of your experiences or you're a product of your genetic yeah, makeup. Yeah, there, there do have to be consequences to that. but Right. That's less of a nature thing and more of um, a human thing that we have to put onto society for it to work. Yeah. Because naturally, everyone's what they are. But we have to be like, okay, we can't feel that way because everyone would be animals. It would be chaos. If what? If um, we just took that point of view and lived according to it and just let people be them because they're going to be them. Right. So it It's behavior correction. Yeah. And what he's doing by... We talked about something like that. Zach and I talked about that. But... It's the argument that I think that server, she's either going to get more resentful and angry at patrons and be even worse at her job, Mm -hmm. or she's going to say, that experience was bad. I was embarrassed. I'm ashamed of that. I feel like I need to step my game up as a waitress, as a professional, and she'll get better. Yeah, yeah. You You can't argue with the results, really. Right. So... I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. But dude, yeah, you have friends though that are that don't care what people um, think. They just put it all out there. I generally don't gravitate towards that type of person, and yeah. I feel like when I felt that way about people, and then when I get to know them, I'm like, oh, they're like that because they actually care. Yeah, it's just a different... But looking like they don't care is such an important thing to them. It's part of their identity. Yeah. Is to appear that way. Yeah. Yeah. And and a lot of times, another thing with meeting people for me is I don't feel comfortable talking to someone unless I find out what's wrong with them. Oh, like what's their... Yeah. What's their deal? Because otherwise, I'm kind of intimidated. Oh, like, wait, yeah. go on. It's like, um, like someone who has it all together. There's got to be something about them that um, I don't want to say like a weakness, like um, or an insecurity into them. But there's something there that makes them more human to me. And then I can be like, all right, all right. We, we, we have a level of connection now that can be built. Yeah. They express some sort of vulnerability. Yeah. That's it. Probably like a weakness. Yeah. That's it though. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll notice that. Yeah. I've met people like that where 
I feel like I can't connect to them because they won't let the walls down a bit. Yeah, they they have to express their point of view of themselves, which is better than everyone else. Right. Maybe not necessarily all the time, but some people are just great. Yeah. I don't think they are. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think everyone's like a devil somewhere in there. Right. I think so. Which is really comforting to me, strangely enough. Yeah. Yeah, there's something wrong with everyone. Everyone's... Yeah, I think it's even, even as a, even as a man, especially for men, I know that every, for the most part, obviously, but most men have a weird, deviant sex drive. Whether they act upon it or not, they are an animal deep down. Right. So I think even that part is a humanity level where I'm like, yeah, dude, you're wearing a tie. You're all shaved. You're all nice. We're at church. But you have insane sexual thoughts. And Because you're a man. Sex is weird because, it, like, for a man, it's tied to identity so much because the message you kind of have primally in you is like, oh, you're worthwhile, so there should be more of you. Is that... Do you think that's it? People say I, that. I I think that's it. It's really... You, you're... I don't think... You know what? Definitely not that. consciously. You think so? It's yeah. just subconscious on a level. You're like, yeah, there I, should be more of me, so... I always think it's fun to kind of break things down into, like, instinctual drives. And then we have logically trying to make sense of that and that's what gets us where we are right and that's what's that's what's funny about seeing the dude that's you know the pastor or whatever or like the guy you work with who's just seems flawless you know is well put together and doesn't seem to just seems to have everything under control there's always that weird reptile brain inside of him too that he has no control over right and you can't even you can't even deny that, you know? It's like that's what I think's funny. So I think on some weird level, he's a little bit psycho. Yeah. Because yeah. we all are. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's always like the perfect people who break the most weird. Oh yeah. And I don't know who's who's what professional comedian who had this joke, but um it was like you always hear with serial killers when you go up to their neighbors that um like they never saw it coming yeah but of course they would say that cuz what else are they going to say like him oh yeah we knew we knew right. the whole time yeah we saw that coming from a mile away yeah but did nothing yeah that's that's what I mean people talk about it all, all the time like the people that seem people that seem too too vanilla, too nice, too friendly. Yeah, like Everyone knows American psycho type yeah, polished and- Yeah. It's you just it's terrifying cuz there's something about it where you know something ugly is 
you are put, throwing a blanket over something incredibly <laughs> ugly with all that weird kindness, you know? If someone's like a dick to you, you know, like, oh, he's miserable and he just wears it on yeah. his sleeve. And genuine. Genuinely. Miserable and genuine. Yes. It is very apparent what's wrong with that <laughs> guy. Yeah. Yeah, dude, do you have anything more on anxiety? We're at, oh, you, dude, you brought notes, man. Sorry I railroaded your notes. Oh, no. That's I mean, my new it, thing. It was just reminders. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So, um. Anything you want to say? An idea you want to express? Um, as far as anxiety goes. Or mania. Um, no, well, I, I feel like I passed up mania. Like, now... Now that I know I can watch out for it and the not, the difficult thing is not letting little things build up because now, because I kind of, it, it almost felt like falling apart as a person mm-hmm. and then for a year or two after that kind of slowly building up. So it, it was very informing about who I was. Yeah. Because you call, so all, all your, all the parts kind of blow up. Yeah, because you've been yeah, not but, dealing with them. Right, right. It's like a repression. Yeah. And now I try to be better about if something bothers me a little bit. Yeah. Bringing it out into the open. Yeah. Um, so you think that's what that's what caused it? Yes. Yeah. It's just the definitely. Yeah. Interesting, man. Mm-hmm. That's uh. This has been great. Okay. It's a lot of fun. Good. Yeah. I also wouldn't tell you if it sucked. So. Okay. Well, now I'm going to um, I'm going to be sure not to internalize that. Yeah. You got nothing to work with. You know. You know what? You'll know if it sucks if it never airs. Oh God! Do you do that? Oh yeah. Oh my God. That's funny. Would that have freaked you out? Knowing would- that sometimes they don't air. It wouldn't have freaked me out, but now if it doesn't, if it doesn't air. No, it will. It'll be out next Monday. Oh, great. Trust me. Uh, plug your stuff. What do you got going on? Um, there's the next round of the funniest person in Cincinnati uh, contest. Oh yeah. Which I hear is in July, but I guess go to their website at go bananas. It's just go bananas.com. I think it's GoBananasComedy.com. Yeah, definitely go to that one. Yeah. And um, they're doing another Jungle Gems show, and I'm on that in June. Oh, really? Yeah. Dude, I got to get on that, too. Oh, yeah, it was a fun show. Dude. Get a little bit of money. Yeah. We got 22 bucks. Dope-ass crowd. That was awesome. And I found out I wrote a book today. Nice. I, I did this thing when I was still freelance writing where I was supposed to edit it and then I did edit it but I guess I edited it enough to be the author of it so I got that in the mail it's called uh, so you want to join the Peace Corps so if you're interested in joining the Peace Corps go to Atlantic Publishing and buy that or don't I just got paid the one amount I don't get stuff back when you buy it Mm, 
Too bad. That's pretty dope, though, man. Yeah, yeah. It was cool seeing my name. You a co-author? Are you the legit author? It just said author, which worries me, because it was some other lady's book that I changed around. Do you know anything about the Peace Corps? Um, I do now. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Well, congrats, dude. Yeah, thanks. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Luke. This has been awesome. Say goodbye. Oh, goodbye, and thank you. Nice. For inviting me on. No problem. Later.